Iran, Michigan. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. Uh, Brady Kachunk. Thomas is my best friend. I got a lot of good looking dudes on my team. You just got nuked. I just them. Just them, we'll see. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode Mathieu Joseph of Elite Sense Brain, a very special episode for the gays only. I'm Piata, um, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Twitter user, at Erickson's Burner. How's it going? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, terrible, actually. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> the um, sends are bad. Yeah. So am I. The sends went to Sweden, won their games, came back and are bad. Where have we seen this before? I, I wish they could at least change the script a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's also just kind of like, you know, when you just like watch a show and it's like, you know, the later seasons get bad, but you're just like, this is my comfort show, so I will watch it, like Gilmore Girls or whatever, <laughs> like that's what this is. I was going to think it's more like um, rewatching or like rereading a book that, you know, starts out really slow, but you know, the ending is good. So you're like, oh, I just got to push through this because it's like, we know they're yeah. going to be you're gonna play well toward the end of the season right yeah yeah it's also just like listening to an entire song just because you like the bridge or whatever it's like there's a lot of analogies that we could do here for the sense but yeah yeah, we're in the bad part right now it's it's real bad I wish they just like change things up a little bit you know like you know what if they had played well in November and then collapsed in December you know like that would have been interesting it would have been a little yeah. a little change of pace it would have been like whoa like this is new and different but instead it's just like yeah we've seen this every time so it's not even like I found I don't know if this is for you as well I'm just like not even that upset because I'm just like I literally didn't expect anything else so I don't care no literally I watched last night's game we're recording this on Saturday so I watched the game against Columbus with a book open like I just (laughs) (laughs) I was like it's on but am I watching no yeah I watched it on mute while cooking dinner and I was like I don't like as soon as because I think I like I don't remember what I was doing but I missed like the first period ish so like I saw they went to up to up to nothing I was like they're awesome and then I like missed the rest of the period where tragedy struck and they gave up two goals so I was like oh okay they're gonna lose this game so then I watched the second and third period in full and I was like yep what else would I have expected so true also I do feel like toward the beginning of the podcast we should acknowledge we realize that this episode is late it does not indicate anything about our commitment to this podcast simply that we are busy right now no yeah like as always, this is our primary commitment. Um, it's just, I think what happened actually is that, yes, we were busy, but also it's like after everything that's happened, we had to just like sit and mull it over. It's like, you don't want like, like how long did it take to paint the Mona Lisa? Like you don't want us to come back like every two weeks on the dot. You want us to like really like do our entire process for the deep amount of planning we do for every single episode. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we really have made a habit of not releasing episodes when the Sens are in long stretches of not playing hockey. And then as soon as they start playing hockey, we start 
recording and posting episodes like immediately before games so that things are out of date and I feel like that is just part of the appeal of this podcast right it's a little bit a little bit out of date you're listening to it you're like oh they don't know what happens in the game that very night they yeah they're not talking about this thing that happened you know it's like dramatic irony it's also a little bit like well why are cassettes and vinyls back like people like to look back on the past so that's what we offer you exactly and like why would we record when the sends aren't playing that's when we're living our lives not when we're thinking about the sends yeah like when the sends aren't playing we cease to exist the other thing that's funny is I will say is okay last episode um I was the one editing it so if you have any issues with the edit that was me but I was this was like off like when we weren't recording I was talking to Beata about how I was like a little busy so it might take a while but it didn't take that long guys I'm pretty fast at editing actually like when I actually <laughs> do it I'm not that bad but anyway this is such a long tangent but basically Beata was like yeah there's nothing too topical I guess the only thing is if DJ Smith gets fired and then like so we should try to get this episode out before DJ Smith gets fired well it's been like three weeks and guess what still hasn't happened DJ Smith did not get fired between us recording and posting the last episode. Yeah, now there's going to be a rush job on this one, too, just in case. It's, like, it's <laughs> imminent, maybe, but it also, like, might happen in the off-season, so. Oh, God, if we have to wait till the off-season. I really think we will, because I don't know basically there is stuff making the rounds on twitter where apparently ann lauer and steos are like we need to be patient we need stability and it's like we are not stable snoop dog never would have done this to us no literally snoop dog would have been like enough is enough like i really think snoop dog would have taken charge <laughs> so anyways yeah that's the big thing dj smith is still here even though i his biggest supporter have long decided that it's time for him to leave yeah like there's only so many times even if you're not someone who hates dj smith there's only so many times you can hear their goalie was hot the bounces didn't go our way this is a learning experience like before you want to like rip your hair out so like even his most like fiercest defenders i think are like this guy's gotta go and like even what we were saying about things being the same every year it's like you know even if they keep losing at least lose in a different way at least mix it up a little bit right no yeah yeah the other reason why actually are it doesn't matter that like sometimes we take a while to come out with an episode is that all the general stuff is still relevant what did I say last episode if they go into the third period trailing at all there is a guarantee they will lose what happened last night um like, I don't know if we talked about this, but, like, second period collapses never change. They are always there. Early season collapses. Yeah, just the month of November being cursed. It's just, like, we could, we could, this could be an episode from a year ago, and it's, like, it doesn't change. It is, it really, like, drives you a little crazy. No, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if we want to do, like, now kind of a more detailed recap of everything we missed we can go into like the good times well we need to talk about Sweden because that was fun even though there was like it was a mix of emotions right because obviously all of this started with a Sweden trip right like if you ask Sens fans where everything went wrong it was either Matt Duchesne that cursed the team or the Sweden trip that cursed the team or some combination but those two things happened at the same time in 2017 
and the sends have never been good since then and so going into this trip it was both this sense of like maybe they need to go to Sweden to right the wrongs to break the curse to to change things so there is a bit of hopefulness right but at the same time there was this sense of impending doom because it's like we've seen this before you know and it was the same thing where like they won their games in Sweden but they didn't look good and then they came back and collapsed it's like oh my god it's happening again but the Sweden trip itself was fun um personally my favorite part was when they had a paddle tournament um in case you didn't know paddle is I think that's how you pronounce it um it's a a sport that's popular in Sweden that's like kind of somewhere between like tennis and like table tennis or something right like um I don't fully understand it Daniel Alfredson is um a notable fan of that sport to the point where I'm pretty sure he's like involved in local paddle clubs in like promoting the sport in Ottawa I remember once walking by or like driving past one of those clubs and saying to my mom oh that's the sport that Alfie's really into (laughs) like he's known for this uh so of course he was with the team he joins them for this tournament and what I think is really iconic is that Alfie won (laughs) um because like you know in this situation he easily could have played the role of like you know when you're playing a sport against a little kid and (laughs) once you're old enough you're able to recognize that like I am not allowed to win this like I have to let the kid win right and they won't even realize that that I'm letting them win or whatever I gotta be nice to them Alfie could have done that but no he said fuck them kids and destroyed the sense which I really respect about him yeah I think that like paddle just seems like it's like more intense pickleball is like the vibe I get um but yeah, it was very funny because also like everyone was so into it. Like they they released a video of like the entire tournament. Like Brady Kachuk was like yelling. Like there was like a lot of stuff was going on. Nochi who like fully yelled at his teammate at one point. Like he looked legitimately angry. And I had this moment where I was like, oh, that's what it's like for the Sens when they fuck up. That's so funny. I think at one point he also said like, who's your daddy to me and I was like oh my god (laughs) everyone was very into it they really were like yeah like you said Brady Kachuk like just out of his mind like so hyped about it yeah it was nice to see because I was like it's nice how much everyone cares about this and they were clearly having fun but yeah I was watching that and I was like wow these are really competitive people like I'm not sure I'd want to be around that group no yeah this is I was not like, my vibe at all yeah very much like it brought me back because like okay when I was in elementary school whenever we had gym class and it was like a sport being played the gym teacher would be like okay we're gonna split up into two groups competitive people and non-competitive people so that everyone had a fun time and I was always on the non-competitive side so I was like every time I I'm watching like whenever like I watched the like paddle tournament or like things like that I think they've had other types of tournaments like this like posted before I'm just like this is too intense like oh my gosh I just want everyone to have fun yeah my version of that is I played house league girls hockey for a few years and in girls hockey like I think there are more competitive teams than there are house league teams and so you know most of the girls who actually care are on are in competitive and especially once you get to like midget like 
you know, we're busy with school and university applications. Like we, we don't care that much. And so every once in a while, you'd get a girl who like tried out for competitive, but didn't make the team and is super intense. And everyone would just be like, what are you doing? Like, please stop. <laughs> this is weird. Or you'd play or in a tournament, you'd play an out of town team that was just weirdly intense about things. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, this is house league. This is, it's actually really pathetic to care about house league. Like just just go go play competitive if you want to care no yeah see that's the thing is that like but the great thing about the sense is that they all bought in to the paddle tournament they were all like exactly. we yeah. all need this level of intensity I love that so, for them yeah so it's like an annoying girl me. like yeah it's like an annoying girl who didn't make competitive but they're all that so it's mm-hmm. perfect yeah exactly it's fine I mean those teams that we used to play in tournaments I'm sure they were having fun amongst themselves um not when we beat them but you know (laughs) yeah Um, so that was very awesome um yeah so that was like the highlight of Sweden the other there was like other highlights because okay technically the Sens did win both their games but like we can talk now about the first game which was the Detroit game um, I don't know. A lot of people, I'm guessing, missed it because it was at 2 p.m. But now everyone's like, everyone knows what happened. But we can still do our recap. So basically, it started out the best way it could have. I believe they went up like 4 nothing or something in the first yep. period. It was 4-0. Okay, okay, everyone pretend you didn't watch this game. If I told you the Sens had a 4 nothing lead going into the second period, and they're the 2022-23 Ottawa Senators, what do you think would have happened in the second period? If you guess, they gave up, I think, four goals. Yeah, four goals. You'd be right. Um, which this is so was expected. so humiliating for me personally. It was so bad. Um, yeah, that was not a fun time. And then they didn't score any more goals until overtime. And they looked kind of shit in overtime, if I remember correctly. And it was definitely starting to look like shootout time. And then with two seconds left, Tim Stutza just pulled off some absolute magic that saved the day. Yeah, he went baseball sense. He like batted it out of the air and it was excellent. Um, And it it almost made everyone forget about how like what we had just witnessed. Almost. You know, I feel like the the anguish from that game still kind of carried over it was like you know that goal was great but like why why were yeah, they in overtime it's so embarrassing because also obviously it was against the red wings so like everyone was like shit talking alex to bring it and then it was so easy to yeah. shit talk because then as soon as it was for nothing it was like he was getting booed in sweden <laughs> so funny Shout out to the Sens fans in Sweden for showing up like that. But then I think he scored, like, maybe, like, I don't know if he scored twice, but he scored at least uh, once. No, I, I I was only watching it. I don't think he scored, anyway. though. He's actually been kind of shit recently, which is pretty nice. Thank God. Um, I'm looking up the game because I don't remember what happened. Hold on. Um, Yeah, so he scored once in that game. Oh, okay. So I was embarrassed. Yeah. It was it was very embarrassing. And it's like in those situations, when you win in overtime, it's not this huge win. It's more just like relief because you're like, oh, God, we didn't completely blow the lead. Right. Um, And so it's nice that Timmy had the nice goal. It was also very iconic of Timmy that in the uh, postgame like interview, people asked him 
do you watch a lot of baseball? And he's just like, no, baseball's boring. I don't give a shit. And even after that, there were so many baseball teams like commenting on the on social media, like commenting on the goal or joking that they're they've signed Tim Stutzla. And I'm like, guys, he calls you boring. Like he's not gonna play for you. That was so funny. Also, hold on. Okay. I will issue a correction. They did not go up for nothing all in the first period. They went up three nothing in the first period and then one minute and 18 seconds into the second period they went up for nothing That's so there's the correction yes. yeah i started i think i started watching in the second that i saw one goal was it josh norris yeah it was josh okay. norris I, I remember that one and i remember yeah i remember i turned on well i finally you know sat down opened up twitter and stuff and the first tweet i see about the game is a red wings fan being like i'm so glad they're doing this during work hours i was like let's fucking go <laughs> It's the first period, and Red Wings fans are bad. I'm so happy about this. And then Josh Norris scores, and I'm just so happy. And then what do I win? Yeah. And then, okay, then Lucas Raymond scored. So people were like, okay, we can let the Swede have one. Like, it's fine. Um, But then other people scored, and we were like, hold on, hold on. Everyone stop. But yeah, that was the first game. Um, It was crazy. And then also, Timmy got a Rolex afterwards that was awesome <laughs> oh yeah my favorite part of that because they showed this video where they're giving out the post game like you know the player of the game rolex kind of but of course first they give out the helmet for, that the sends award to their yeah. player of the game and so timmy gets the helmet does a little speech he gets the rolex and then Thomas shabbat next to him just goes well you also got the helmet <laughs> as if that's like that's the important thing you got the helmet that's what matters if everyone was like ooing and aahing over the rolex and he was like wait a minute wait a minute like guys let's not lose focus here (laughs) so that was very awesome but yeah and then we can go into the second game i guess where it was against minnesota i don't remember the finer details but i remember the most important detail of all which is that eric brinson scored a goal and it was assisted by anton forsberg couldn't have scripted it better exactly and i think that was the ethan equalizer and then it went to overtime is that what happened i think so yeah um a yeah. rare sends comeback yeah <laughs> they were down be, when they came back. it was so awesome and then yeah it was very nice that like the only guys who got points on that were swedes because then i think it went to a shootout so yeah and then i thought eric branson was gonna get the rolex but it was anton forsberg but it was still which nice. like yeah that was nice and you know he got a rolex so you you got to give it to the real player of the game forsberg had a great game but it's also like come on the goalies always get the helmet brandstrom when has he ever gotten the helmet yeah. he never gets it because whenever he has a good game everyone like has to overshadow him by also having a good game and it's just so rotten it's so sad he's so underappreciated I also appreciated that goal because what I remember about that game is that the Minnesota Wild in their starting lineup, because in the arena they announced the starting lineup, right? And this was in Sweden. And so the Wild put like all their Swedes on the ice, but the Sens didn't put any Swedes on the ice except for Anton Forsberg, I think. And so they were introducing the um, lineups and it was like, you know, a bunch of random Canadians and Americans, and then uh, I think Tim Stutzler was there for the Sens, and then it's, like, just Swedish players <laughs> for the Wild, and I was sitting there like, no, they're more Swedish than we are. This is bad. But then we scored the all-Swede goal, so we're even. Yeah. 
that's like more impressive because it's like I believe those are the only two Swedes right so it's like like uh Brandstrom and Forsberg are the only two so we got a hundred percent success rate on the Swedes exactly and like yeah. it was just so incredible because how often does Eric Brandstrom score goals and how often does Anton Forsberg get assists not very often they did that no, just yeah. for the crowd in Sweden yeah I I tweeted I said Eric Brandstrom is gonna go Swede mode because the fjords give him his power and someone told me that fjords are mostly in Norway oh <laughs> I yeah, like, oh, yeah fuck, they are, I guess actually. that's offensive but there's well, one he's in close Sweden. To yeah there's yeah. one fjord in Sweden so there you go I, I was kind of annoyed because you know how the Sens do the first goal contest before every home game where they say, mm-hmm. guess who's going to score the first goal? And you might win a skip the dishes gift card. And as a joke, I always guess a player who is like definitely not going to score um, because it's funny. And I like getting interactions on Twitter more than I like winning prizes, apparently. But also it's a, it's a strategic thing where I'm like, if this player does score... I will be the only person who guessed them. And my most frequent guest is Eric Brandstrom. Again, because I think I'm being funny. And so I guessed Eric Brandstrom for that game. And yet, of course, this is the one game where everybody guesses him because it's in Sweden. You have to guess the Swedish player. And so I didn't win the gift card. That is so rotten. They should look at how many people were guessing Eric Brandstrom before. Because it's like, anyone can guess Eric Brandstrom in Sweden. But, like, who is out here guessing Eric Grinstrom, like, in San Jose on a random Sunday or whatever? You know, just like, me. that's you all the time. So that's just devastating. Yeah. Yeah, it was really upsetting. I can't believe I didn't get that gift card. Yeah. I think the Sens are corrupt. I think the Sens gift card giving system is corrupt. Because I yeah. who gets them? I've never seen, I've seen so few people actually post, like, I got a gift card. Maybe if you have a certain amount of followers, they decide like, nah, you, you you don't deserve this. We need random people, not not clout chasers on Twitter. I think they're discriminating against niche internet micro celebrities. Yeah, they're like, you have enough. Get your get your reply guys to get you a skip the dishes gift card. Um, that's devastating though. I once again niche micro internet celebrities are the most oppressed people on earth not everyone is brave enough to say it um it's true anyway i think the last thing we wanted to mention about sweden is josh this iconic comment on eric branstrom's instagram post i don't know if you want to read it out so as we know josh norris is uh, a multilingual king um he you know he speaks english he spoke german as a kid in fact, apparently, um, there was a whole article about how his babysitter uh, showed up to this game, and he was so happy to finally have someone to speak German with, which is pretty funny, considering he, like, you know, lived with Tim Stutzla for quite a long time, and, you know, hangs out with Tim Stutzla all the time, but apparently Timmy does not want to speak German with him. Uh, and, of course, Josh is also learning French from Thomas Shabbat. He, he knows how to say the important things uh which is you know telling his teammates that he loves them mm-hmm. and he even he uh, he there was a, an interview where he asked Koji how to say i'm sorry so Claude is also taking that up don't know why thomas shabbat didn't teach him that but mm-hmm. anyways so that's three languages but he is now learning a fourth because 
when Eric Brandstrom posted about the Sweden trip, he commented, meatballs, tack, which is meatballs in English, and then thank you in Swedish. What I'm getting from this is that Josh Norris is lobbying to be like Swedish ambassador. Like he's Mm -hmm. like, he's just so like he's a polyglot. Like it's actually incredible the amount of knowledge that he holds. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's he's coming for Alfie's job because in my head, Alfie is the Swedish ambassador to Canada. <laughs> no, like, why is that accurate? I'm pretty sure he is. Don't fact check this, anyone. Like, you don't have to. It's true. He is the Swedish ambassador. He does videos with the Swedish embassy and stuff. Like, he's clearly yeah. buddies with those guys. In in my head, like, he he is the ambassador. Exactly. Yeah, but anyway, that was very iconic of Josh. It's just, like, he's always so like no thoughts head empty and I think that comment solidifies it once more exactly and I love that you know it's not even a full sentence it's just it's just meatballs thank you yeah Um, oh oh, wait also yeah this I there is one more thing about the Swedish trip I wanted to mention which is kind of related to meatballs thank you um where they were asking like what's everyone's favorite thing about Sweden and Matthew Joseph was like the food is really good and then Jacob Bernard Docker was like I'll take uh like Matthew Joseph's answer like yeah I like the food and Matthew Joseph went no that's boring that's boring like you have to do another one and I was like that's a good dynamic Matthew Joseph cares about the social media content he really does like you can tell and he's so good at it too yes he he has a career in that I'm sure you know after he retires that's his true calling yeah yeah I also I found it funny that like that was the highlight for all the players yeah, the it was food. the food because I, I went to Sweden recently and like the food was good I had good food but I didn't get the impression that that was like the thing you go to Sweden for especially compared to other countries I've traveled to yeah my thing is that because they all have like or most of them have like millions of dollars I assume that anywhere they go the food is pretty good because they're just going mm, to the true. best restaurants in the place so it's like, I think that that's like, well, yeah, if you have so much money, the food is probably going to be good anywhere. True. Yeah. They probably all bet they had homemade meatballs at Daniel, with Daniel Alfredson cooking. <laughs> I was going to say at Daniel Alfredson's house, but I was like, they, I don't think he has a house in Stockholm. I think he lives somewhere else. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I think that was like, they seem to really enjoy Sweden. And that's evident because then they come back and protest not being in Sweden anymore. Exactly. By sucking. Okay, but actually, I I need to know if they went to the ABBA museum or not. I hope yeah. they didn't. Because as I said, in the other in the earlier episode, there is a Leafs jersey there. So maybe maybe they saw the Leafs jersey. And that's what cursed them. I don't know. I, I feel like everything comes down comes back to the Leafs jersey at the ABBA museum. We have to destroy it. I'm pretty sure the Sun social media team went to the Abba Museum and they like posted something about it, maybe. But like, did Brady Kachuk sing karaoke at the Abba Museum is what I need to know. Because, so, okay, like, but the thing is, if he had, there would be videos. So now I'm yeah. mad because he clearly didn't. Yeah, and maybe that's what cursed them. Maybe it is, yeah. Also, um, a callback to our episode from right after I went to Sweden. I'm I remember in that episode, I talked about a thing that everybody has to go and see at the Vasa Museum, and I didn't say what it was. So finally going to reveal this. If you went to Sweden and you saw this, congrats. I don't know why you didn't tag me about it on Twitter, but if you didn't go to Sweden, this is what you missed. 
at the Fossil Museum, it's a, a museum with like a shipwreck. Uh, well, it's all about a shipwreck specifically. And there's this whole exhibit where they reconstructed the faces of the people who died on the ship and they named them. And one of them was named after me. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, and actually, fun fact, I always thought that my name was an anglicized spelling. And at that, that museum is where I learned that actually it is the authentic Swedish spelling because I'm named after um, a Swedish relative. And my mom had always told me that she assumed that that relative had like anglicized her name when she came to Canada because she assumed that it's normally spelled with an E at the end, not an A. But I learned something about my name when I went to Sweden. So don't know why nobody tagged me in that part of the exhibit. But if you go to Sweden, you will like uncover secrets about yourself. That's yeah, the moral. Magical place. <laughs> Clearly that's what happened to the Sens and it sent them into an existential crisis. No, exactly. We figured it all out. Yeah. So to summarize, they are bad now, actually. Yeah, they miss Sweden and they miss everything that they found out there. Yeah, it's pretty sad. If only they could just like, honestly, I would give up the sense being in Ottawa if they could be good. Like if they if they went to Sweden, if they just played the rest of the game this season in Sweden and were good, I'd be like, that's okay. I can watch them at 2 p.m. Yeah, that's actually true. I think that like they're allowed to relocate relocate the team to Sweden specifically. It's like, mm-hmm. they're, but they're still the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, and it's, yeah. They're just like on exchange. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they are playing in Ottawa right now anyway. Yeah, they're the Canada so Senators. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah, actually, that could be a good segue into a team that is actually playing in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, because actually a thing that I have found really funny about the PWHL and their announcements about the team names and where the teams are going to be playing because now we know where all the teams are playing is a lot of teams are not playing in the city that they're named for Boston not playing in Boston New York not playing in New York even Montreal is playing a lot of their games in Laval but you know which team is playing in the city they're named for every single one of their home games ottawa which is so funny because it's like thank god we finally have a team that will actually be in ottawa like that's why we got it because like everyone else already has that in their nhl team but it's like we don't have that in the nhl team i guess ohl but like whatever it doesn't count for this for these purposes so it's like finally we have a team where it's like it won't take everyone in the world two hours to get there and to leave it's gonna be so awesome it will I'm so excited I'm yeah we have the schedule and everything uh all the games are confirmed for TD Place it's gonna be so awesome and I think Ottawa will have the best attendance in the league because I agree I agree and also I don't remember the publication that posted this but someone posted an article like ranking the best uh pwhl like uh arenas and ottawa was number one so there you have it everyone check it out even if you're not from ottawa that's the thing it's like people not from ottawa will just want to come and check it out because of how awesome the venue it's a nice be. little market there it's yeah. such a nice area of town actually so yeah there's yeah. a whole foods right there so like <laughs> so true it's everything you need exactly yeah it's a great place everyone's gonna come to ottawa and be like wow ottawa is such a cool city 
I love going to games there. Can't wait to check out an NHL game. No. <laughs> um, check out a better team. That's that's the moral. Yeah, but yeah, so that's really exciting. Uh, they've narrowed down their roster and everything, and sure looks like Michaela Grant Mentos and Akane Shiga are gonna get contract, which is awesome. Tragically, Soroya Tinker has retired. I think that's yeah. the last episode. I'm very sad about that. Yeah, I, she posted a very like nice and like obviously very thoughtful like post about it, but it was very devastating also. I I don't know what her plans are. I would love to see her get some kind of front office or like mm-hmm. lead role with this league. She's so wonderful. And yeah. yeah, that's the thing about about this uh the buyout and everything and how this has worked out that there are just fewer jobs for women's hockey players now, which really sucks. Yeah, but yeah, I really agree. Hopefully that like they can carve out a space for her not in like a playing role if she wants it obviously mm-hmm. but like I think that that would be very excellent especially again obviously any team would be awesome but especially Ottawa if that's what she wants I think that'd be very awesome and looking at the faces of the people who have been hired by the league and by teams uh they need her it's it's very white <laughs> um, yeah glaringly white which is not surprising for hockey but like yeah Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have, to have Yeah. She's like such a valuable like voice in women's hockey. So hopefully if she wants to again, like this, she can continue a role in some capacity. Um, but yeah, overall I think the roster, like the Ottawa PWHL roster, is looking good, looking like they're not gonna lose any games. Yeah. In my they're opinion. Win the cup easily. Um, the reason we wanted to bring this up is because everyone is mad about the jerseys. <laughs> And, and so we're gonna yeah. do jersey discourse here what was what were your thoughts on the jersey okay here's the thing i okay going back to the phf jerseys so obviously i really like the phf jerseys but if you remember like the pwhpa jerseys they were boring they were just the same jersey in different colors so i didn't expect them to go the p the phf route i expected them to go the route of these are going to be the same jerseys in different colors. And that's what we got. So I think maybe people were expecting something better and like with good reason. But I was like, just like, yes, like this is what I figured, especially because they don't have a team name yet. So it's like, how are they supposed to brand themselves with like a logo? Yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot of discourse about this. I understand where the PH, the PWHL is going with this. I think the idea is, we're not going to care about marketing. We're not going to care about team names, jerseys. We're just focused on getting the teams assembled, getting them on the ice, making them available for people to watch so that the product can kind of speak for itself, which like it's, it's not like you do need marketing. That is important, but you know, if you got to choose between things, right? Like if, better marketing would have required a later start date like I understand why they're rushing this and saying we'll figure that out later I think probably you know where the anger and the frustration is coming from is the fact that we have seen years and years of women's hockey leagues you know starting up not really putting enough effort into marketing and stuff and then not being successful right like i i was a fan back in the cwhl days and the marketing was so shit and nobody watched the games it was really hard to watch games and it was hard to get excited because like 
the marketing was terrible and it was a really really glaring issue that you know the PHF did a little better there but then they didn't really have the Olympic players so they had you know a difficult job with that and I think a lot of people are worried that we're going back to the CWHL days a little bit there but I do think things are different now Mm -hmm. I think the thing is is that like obviously first and foremost like it's a hockey like they're hockey teams so like you need to make sure your on ice product is good but I do think that like people don't recognize some people I think don't recognize enough like the importance that like actually like just having like something to buy might like Mm -hmm. encourage because it's like I will say for myself I am I am a consumer like I if there was like branded stuff I'd want to buy it and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like obviously I'm gonna watch regardless of like um if they have like team brands and stuff like that but it's like I think a lot of people it might make them less excited because it's like like there's not really anything exciting going on in the marketing perspective obviously like very exciting stuff happening in the hockey perspective but it's like Mm -hmm. I don't I agree that like I don't know if that's going to be a big enough draw for a lot of people who might not otherwise want to watch a new league for sure and I also think that there's a lot of frustration because the PHF as I said did the marketing and stuff fairly well they did a good job of having like team identities um, for their teams despite like the massive limitations that they were working with and I think it feels a little bit petty for the league to be just yeah. completely not even just not using the marketing the branding that the PHF established but just not caring about branding at all as if to say like that's just that's just not important we don't care right I feel yeah. like I understand why that rubs people the wrong way yeah I fully understand it like I like when I was saying like I expected it it's because like unfortunately pettiness is kind of like an undercurrent of a lot of what's happening right now with this league um but it's like yeah so I expected like I know a lot of people are like and I agree with this like you have in some of these teams built-in branding like there was the Toronto Six Boston Pride you know like the Minnesota Whitecaps all these teams already had like the Riveters obviously like already had previous branding so it's like if you wanted to like like basically what's happening is you're kind of isolating those people who like built a lot of like fan identity behind those teams because it's like nope those teams are dead and they'll never exist again in any capacity and we're abandoning all that was built it's like I especially think it must be so frustrating for like the people like obviously like the players but also just like the people who went into like building those brands like for even Mm -hmm. like social media managers and stuff like that like that is so disappointing I think so I wish that they had like maybe even like just paid homage to that like I don't know if that would have I think that would have been like a nice gesture I don't know if it would have rubbed people the wrong way as well though like it would have been have it would have had to have been done in like a respectful good way where it's like I think that like the issue is that I think the PHF is not being shown a ton of respect just like in general like I know there was also a quote um from someone I think it was like the Minnesota head coach or someone where it was like this is going to be the first like professional women's team in Minnesota and it's like no like the white caps existed so I think the issue is just like yeah they're kind of just trying to pretend like the PHF never happened and stuff and it's just like obviously that's rubbing people the wrong way yeah and I I do understand it I do get I will admit a little bit exhausted with constant negativity from people like I, I understand it I know where it comes from I'm also just excited to finally watch women's hockey um 
because I think what's really, I, I do think that this league is going to be different from the CWHL. I think that, you know, women's hockey is at a different place now. I think that the league format is different. There's more parity. There's the excitement of, of trades and stuff. Um, and it sounds like hopefully these games will actually be on TV. You know, like, I, I think things are different. I think that this will be different from the CWHL. I'm really excited. Uh and sometimes it is exhausting when it feels like every time the PWHL does anything, everyone's just like, this is bad. It's not going to work. Um, so it is, yeah, I understand where it's coming from, but I am also annoyed by it. At the same time. Yeah, I'm also very wary of people because obviously people who like are like, who have been fans of women's hockey longer than me they definitely know better and stuff and it's like I will never really criticize the way that like those people choose to engage with this new league because it's like you like that is so fair but for people who never really talked about women's mm -hmm. hockey never really posted just being like these jerseys suck they're boring like okay like mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. like I understand that like that is what like like that's just what's going to happen because people posting about the new league will just give their honest opinions and it's like that's fair and stuff but it's like dude like come on you've never even posted about women's hockey before like don't yeah. post about it just to be like this sucks like that's so I don't know I just think that's very uncool mm -hmm. I also and maybe this is like controversial I think that a lot of people who post a lot about women's hockey and who are really involved in that community maybe forget how nasty the like vitriol about women's sports is outside of their little bubble like I think that I think one thing that just kind of bugs me is that like I will see the replies to PWHL tweets and it's a bunch of people being like nobody cares who cares about women's hockey this is going to fold in a year because women's hockey isn't profitable and then you turn to all the people who are supposed to be supporting women's sports and they're like saying the same things um and I feel yeah. like it's sometimes I think that some people feel like that gives them a license to be really nasty about the new league and it's not the fault of the women's hockey fans who have legit criticisms and like legit frustrations it's just sometimes I feel like they don't realize that you know the constant negativity within that space is pouring more fuel on the fire of the anti-women sports crowd if that makes sense yeah. no it makes sense because it's like it's shitty that it's like because people like already are eager to not take women's sports seriously you kind of have to like not like be okay with more things but it's like you might have to like even though you might have like criticisms and stuff like you might still have to be like but despite that like I'll support this league and like that's really annoying because yeah. like you don't see that in men's sports it's like because no one discredits men's sports so it's very very annoying but it's like that's the sad reality where it's like if you are looking around and the people who like you have most in common with are people who like don't think that women should play sports then it's like obviously like your criticism is coming from a much better place and a more valid place but it's like materially it's like it's still not awesome to be like I will boycott this league it's like well who yeah. is that helping for sure yeah definitely like no hate to you know people who are genuinely you know we're attached to the phf and have very legit criticisms that do need to be said and everything but um yeah i i do feel like maybe that angle gets lost a little bit 
yeah maybe, maybe people should be a little bit more thoughtful yeah I agree but then like again it's just so complicated because the other thing yeah. is that like it's also wrong for people to just be like I'm excited about this league and it's perfect and yeah it's gonna be awesome it's like that well that's also like, not the correct way so it's like that it's was just- yeah, well, and it's like that was also a big problem with the PHF in the early days where there were terrible working conditions and the players were essentially told, like, don't speak up about this because, you know, you need to be supporting women's hockey. Like, you know, the whole Victory Press article about this, I don't know if folks have read that, but there was a really good Victory Press piece about how awful the working conditions were in the PHF. And a lot of the players were talking about how, like, they kind of couldn't take action against the league or speak up against the league because they were forced to accept those conditions because they were ambassadors of women's sports and they had to be, you know, super supportive of it. So I definitely don't want to play into like that kind of attitude with people. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely don't want to want, don't want this to come across as me being like, stop talking shit about the PWHL. Like go ahead, say your criticisms. I just think, like I said, people need to be a little bit more thoughtful about it sometimes a little bit yeah. more critical. I agree with that. And also it's just like, again, just to reiterate, it's literally so unfair because like if a if a men's athlete it's like if a men's like a men's sports athlete is ever gonna like criticize working conditions it obviously would never pose a threat to men's sports like that sport as a whole but like because women's sports are just not taken seriously of course that it's like you have to like like there's so much discourse around like well what can you say like what can't you say because it's like obviously we want like women's sports to persist but it's like like how much can we criticize type thing and it's obviously just so unfair and it's just it like yeah. it's, it's the sexism in society sadly <laughs> I know I know and yeah basically I I'm disappointed with some of the things the league is doing I think the criticism is valid however I am also despite all that optimistic mostly because people in Ottawa are so hyped about this team that I'm just like this is gonna be great so yeah really really excited for opening night Mm -hmm. I think cautiously optimistic is like the way that I'm gonna approach it Mm -hmm. it's just like I'm excited but like I'm also just like I know what has happened in the past and I know that like it's probably not gonna be perfect but like for now I'm excited even even with the marketing and stuff in my head I'm like for now this is okay but you have one year, <laughs> yeah, maybe two. <laughs> if this is still bad this time next year, then we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all this to say, the jerseys, the Ottawa one is the best one, even though they're all the same, basically. So true. Um, yeah, will I buy one of those jerseys? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll definitely buy some of the PWHL Ottawa merch once that goes on sale. Like I've mm-hmm. seen, like the the sweatshirts that some of the girls are wearing I will I will buy that stuff the yeah. jersey itself I especially if you're like oh in a year they might have a nicer one yeah but also as a collector's item like it'll be kind of mm-hmm. cool in the future I don't know I don't know yeah you know it's funny I was talking to someone just like in real life and they were like yeah I'm gonna buy like uh they're sadly gonna be a Toronto fan so I'm sorry for associating with a person like that but they're like yeah I'm gonna buy a PWHL Toronto jersey and I was like oh okay cool like just so you know also probably they're gonna get branding eventually so like I don't know if you want to like maybe hold off on the jersey and then like if you don't want to buy two 
And he was like, no, I'll just buy the, I'll just buy it again when they get more branding. Like, I'll just buy two. So some people will think like that too. That's the thing. And yeah, again, like they're sort of limited edition, right? Like you think maybe in in 10 years, you'll be able to pull up with a, you know, inaugural season jersey and say, look, I was a fan from day one. Yeah, that's true. There's some appeal to that. Mm-hmm. They're they're actually galaxy brightening this. This was all yeah. a marketing scheme. No, literally, like, why are they geniuses? <laughs> why is this madman level? Um, yeah, so I'm still excited about the league. Probably will not purchase a full on jersey just because I am not a jersey collector. So I'll probably wait until it has branding. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, I'd want to purchase like some of the merch that becomes available for sure. And hopefully that's available in person at TV Place. I'm assuming that'll mm-hmm. be the case, right? In the same shop as the 67s. Um, yeah. Anyways, so that was our, our little discourse moment about the PWHL. If you're mad at us, uh, let us know on Twitter. We're happy to we're happy to not do discourse, but hear your thoughts. Yeah, tweet at us and we'll read it and think thoughtfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I promise, though, like we'll actually yes. think thoughtfully about it. Like if you discourse with us. For sure. So anyways, back to the sins. Um, um, this there's no way to segue into this because the next thing I wrote in our in our like notes is just the sins keep saying boys are heat. We need to say that at some point. Yeah, they, I don't know if we have to expand on it. They just do keep saying that. In the dressing room. I love it. It's so for those who don't know, uh it started last season when Jacob Chikrin like first joined the team. And after a really good game on Pride Night, I just remember because I was there, um, he got the helmet and he said, well, he was going to say, like, boys are hot, you know, like, they're on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and by accident, he said, boys are heat. <laughs> and then everyone makes fun of him. And so the, the fans started saying, boys are heat all the time. And now, apparently, I don't know if, like, this was a thing in the dressing room the whole time or if the sends like picked up on it when the fans started saying it and it got all over social media but now every time somebody wins the helmet the sends are like the boys are heat and it's so funny i i sadly can't credit whoever posted this because i don't remember who but someone was like it's like when you make a typo in a group chat and that <laughs> was uh, uh legends oh, I, okay. legends yeah that's him <laughs> yeah excellent tweet I was like yes exactly that's what it's like but yeah it's just good vibes that's like the only thing they have going for them it's like the vibes afterwards Mm -hmm. it was it's also funny when they like they're on a losing streak and then they win one game and they're like boys are heat and you're like I don't think they are they're always like let's keep it going and they immediately don't keep it going the boys are not heat right now the boys are ice cold it's so sad mm-hmm. um so also related to the sense we wanted to briefly discuss an article by ian mendez the guy who just keeps providing content for us truly mm-hmm. the king uh he wrote a piece for the athletic asking the sense why they wear their numbers and there were some fascinating responses what were some of your favorites my favorite one that i also posted about was just josh norris was like no particular reason I like there's a lot of nines in my birth year which is 1999 so I picked nine and I was like yeah like he's such like an angel angel number girly like it's like exactly I know I read that and I was like you know I also have a 1999 birthday uh and I thought 
you know what he's right maybe i should start wearing number nine yeah. i also like that nine is one of the most famous popular <laughs> numbers retired by so many teams so many great players wore number nine and josh norris is, doesn't josh norris doesn't even care about that he's just like yeah there are a lot of nines in my birth year yeah to be fair he also i think mentioned like oh i also liked mike medano he wasn't my yeah. favorite, but I... But, you know, yeah, it was like, oh, I guess there were some good players who wore number nine, like, so sure. Like, yeah, he picked it because of that. The other funny thing is that, like, he is a Detroit guy, and I'm not sure if he mentioned, like, Gordy Howe, so that was funny. What a guy. He just forgot. Truly head empty at all times. No, literally. Also, it's like, okay, I have a 2000 birthday. And so, like, it's kind of, it's kind of different because, like, there's zeros instead of, like, a real, like, obviously zero is a real number. But it's, like, there's zeros instead of, like, an actual, like, number that you could pick. But it's, like, I've never felt particularly connected to, like, the zeros. I don't know if, like, you, like, felt connected to the nines in 1999. I just think that that's such a, like, unique thing. Because, it's like, most of the time people will be connected to, like, the full like 99 or like if you're mm-hmm. born in like 98 whatever but it's like well yeah like probably with 87 and yeah uh, like McDavid 97. but yeah. also okay it's kind of funny when players just use their birth year because it's like you when you were playing minor hockey you were playing on a whole team yeah. of players with your same birth year so clearly you weren't just wearing your birth year because everyone else would do that no so team, either you have yeah. to be like the best in your birth year which like fair enough with Crosby mm-hmm. and McDavid right or, or it's just something that you you only use that number once you get to the pros I don't know it's it's just kind of a strange like yeah. trend to me I like to think that it's just like they always dreamed of it and then as soon as like they stopped just playing with guys who had their exact same birth year they were like finally like my time yeah maybe that's it but of course mm-hmm. uh, you know poor 99 birthdays you gotta be creative yeah. you can't wear 99 <laughs> right it's very sad it's so sad yeah I think also the other one who was obviously a genius about it was Thomas Shabbat he was into like numerology as well oh yeah he was like i think he said something about he wore 23 and then two plus three is five so he was wearing five and then you know he wore 72 because seven minus two is five like he he had this all figured out i think someone yeah. i remember it was someone on twitter said like you know that he was the one who came up with seven eight yeah exactly i'd like to imagine it's just like a goodwill hunting moment where he just like wrote it on the chalkboard and was like oh my gosh exactly yeah, like i must yeah. pick 72 yeah it's just he has such a he's so smart he's such a math mm-hmm. genius uh, he really is. yeah I, I loved reading about that also Kroji who um apparently I forget which number he requested he requested a different number and then he showed up in junior uh to the Olympic and they gave him 28 and so he just ran with it and never never switched back just 28 is his number now I love guys like that where she's like this is what I was given and I was like yeah sure where it's like I feel like other people are like uh, like I needed to like I wanted to have some multiple of like this or something like that and it's like some guys are just like I showed up and I was given this and now it's been my number for 20 years yeah the fact that like he's never switched that number he's had that number in every team he's played for mm-hmm. I guess it's like it was if it's not broke don't fix it type thing 
is like yeah. the mentality maybe that guys take then exactly yeah it also reminds me of how when he came to ottawa they gave him 28 right away even though connor brown was still on the team and still wearing 28 yeah that was so funny oh my gosh because then just, we were like, all didn't like... acknowledge it at all <laughs> yeah it's like okay i guess that trade is happening then because you know usually there's a like oh this player is going to be wearing a different number now no they just they just didn't acknowledge it yeah i think because they didn't they wanted to like do the Claude press conference right away but technically they couldn't talk to him to confirm that he was coming to Ottawa before so it's like it would have been too suspicious for them to be like Connor Brown is gonna switch his number like don't don't ask questions about it true that is a good point so anyways that was a fun read and Mm -hmm. now we get to our recurring segments uh, which is of course what did Brady Kachuk do this time and it was is, it was yeah. a fun one this time this is a special one because it also involves Matthew Kachuk um, so yeah basically to recap um, a few games ago they lost five nothing to the Panthers and they almost fought each other like Matthew and Brady did it was like that commercial with the exactly like that they want to fight each other so bad like at first it was clear that they didn't want to but I feel like over the last year since Matthew joined the same division like they they just want to fight so bad just let them they really do it was also hilarious because I think their grandma was in attendance and she was like I don't I don't know if she liked what she was seeing I think that like a lot of family members were in attendance, but that was very funny. And then also because I guess their mom still has the rule that they can't physically fight each other. They fought each other with words and with like proxies. Like they were like, because at one point, Matthew Kachuk was like, Timmy and Sanderson are dead, like dead. And then Brady was like, nope, no, then then Barky then, then Barky then. And it's like, they are just fighting each other's friends then. I that was absolutely hysterical they were like basically negotiating which friends they're going to fight and it was clearly not just like I'm gonna fight some random guy on your team it was like which of your friends is like closest to you that's gonna hurt you you know like I gotta I gotta really make it count like who means the most to you and I also like that like Matthew didn't go for Josh I think because it's kind of like well I also like I have rapport with Josh like we can't do that he's just a fun guy like, you know yeah, yeah like Timmy and Sanderson though it's also funny because like all those guys were at Brady's wedding <laughs> like and this is like presumably the next time they saw each other like one of the next times okay also like Timmy has referred to Matthew as his brother like Timmy does not want to fight Matthew but also okay we need to talk about this what is up with Jake Sanderson and Matthew Kachuk because I'm pretty sure Jake Sanderson has had two NHL fights now and they were both against Matthew Kachuk like his first NHL fight was Matthew what happens like what happened at that wedding but the first one was before the wedding too no, so it's like, I wonder, no, but at my point is like, did they fight at the wedding as well? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, it's just so funny when you remember that they like know each other off ice. <laughs> it's like, I genuinely have no idea how you would approach that afterwards. Just be like, hey man, like, sorry. Like, didn't Sanderson live with Brady? Yeah. What's up with this? Dude, it's, it's like, like, 
Timmy did that and gained a deep appreciation for Matthew as a person. And Sanderson lived with Brady and was like, I hate his brother. I'm going to punch him. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, though. I think it was like, oh, it was like bubble season, I think, where at one point they were like playing the flames because Matthew was still on the flames mm-hmm. at this point. And like, he like knocked Timmy over or whatever. And like, Timmy dove, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then he brought him up by his shirt collar. Oh. What the hell? lunchroom bullying so it's like it seems like Matthew just like has an issue with all of Brady's friends I feel like he treats them like his younger siblings like he's just such an Mm -hmm. oldest child he's like these are my my youngest siblings and then Brady is like absolutely not yeah Brady is like these are my kids yeah just such a fascinating dynamic I'm so obsessed yeah I never a dull moment that was almost funnier than the kachuk brothers fighting like yeah in a way i'm like exactly because i'm both thinking you know chantal let them fight but also i'm like actually this is funnier like maybe keep Mm. this going a little bit they have to like get creative it's also interesting because it's like if they fight it's just like well they fought because they fought you know but if they fight other people it's almost like they did like a calculation in their head of like who Uh would hurt him the most like who should I select where it's like this will cause him the most emotional pain it's so fascinating and yeah there was a a sort of viral moment in that game because the ref went up and just said everyone on the ice gets a 10 minute misconduct which was really funny yeah there was like five guys on each bench left or something also the next day at school some person who does not follow hockey at all was asking me like hey i saw someone on or they were saying that someone they follow on tumblr um keeps reblogging gifts of hockey and it was something about the ottawa senators and they were like what's going on with this and i was like holy shit i can't believe this we're, we're going viral like we're growing yeah. the game the <laughs> shout out to, to the kachuk brothers yeah the way to grow the game is just to have like such like just to want to fight each other so bad but you can't that's like yeah. that's what grows the game just like incredible family drama so many layers yeah anyway that was the highlight of that game because again they lost five nothing yeah that was the only entertaining part again i was barely watching that game i'm yeah, really no, at same. that point where i'm just it's on in case something funny happens and something funny did happen so that was fun mm-hmm yeah, well, I like how we have a sense podcast and we're both yeah. like, yeah, we barely watch these games. We can still talk about the games without watching them because they're all the same. Mm-hmm. People were tagging us on Twitter, asking us when we would come back and live tweet the games. And we were like, there's nothing interesting to talk about. Yeah. I I am not a very like negative person. I don't want to, I don't want to, like when the sounds are bad, I just turn off my phone. You know, mm-hmm. I read, I read a book. I do other things because I just don't want to wallow in misery and be posting about how mad I am because yeah. I just I don't like doing that. Same it's the same thing with the PWHL. Like I was saying, I I recognize the issues, but I'm just not the type to be mad online. Yeah, and like I used to be, I think I used to post about the sends and like be mad before, but it's like at this point, like you gotta choose happiness. Like you gotta just like let it be like you don't have to worry about it it's all gonna be fine don't tweet about the game unless brady kachuk does something funny yeah the the most negative i will partake in now is just a it's so over tweet every now and again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
yeah. So with that uh, sage advice, we are going to put an end to this episode. Uh, follow us on social media. We are at Elite Sounds Brain on Twitter and Blue Sky. Uh, I'm at C Fiata E on the same platforms. I'm at Eric Burner. And we have a Tumblr, elitesunsbrain.tumblr.com. By the way, shout out to all the people tagging us in their Spotify wrapped. Um, yeah. Shout out to exactly 30 people who had us as their number one podcast. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Um, if you are some of you, one of those 30, you are dead to us. Yeah, like if we were top five, uh, but not number one, it's like, what's happening here? I know that we put out fewer episodes than other podcasts, but like, why aren't you re-listening to our podcast over and over again? Yeah. Why aren't you like going through and like taking notes and like yeah. referring to them after? Yeah, exactly. Um, pretty disappointing. Also, we are gonna um talk about one really funny thing about our Spotify wrapped, which is that apparently our most popular episode last year was our first episode. So Shout out to all the people who decided to check out the podcast and said, nope, I'm good after but the first episode. I'm pretty sure our second most listened to episode is our last one. Yeah, so yeah. We're so on like, the up and up. We're, yeah, we're on the way up. Um, if anyone wants to just like loop our podcast while on mute while they're sleeping, would be much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just had to give a shout out to people who've been tagging us to that. Yeah, that's very cool. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Go Suns Go. Go Suns Go. Go PWTL Team Go. Bye. Hell yeah. Oh my God.